Okay. Tonight I want to preach about the overcomers, okay? Who's had to overcome something this week? Might have been big, might have been small, yes. you know what? Pretty much probably every hand goes up, okay? It's been one of those weeks I had to overcome something this week too, you know? Sometimes, you know, there's big things that are ongoing that we are, you know, dealing with in our lives, but then there's these little ugly, mean things that pop their heads up and try and steal our joy and steal our peace and you're gonna boom chop the head off okay i had an incident happen this week not not church related or anything but it it really challenged me and i had to overcome um some yeah overcome and so i thought i could preach on this stuff because it's fresh it's fresh and we have to be overcomers. We have to be those who are not overcome by things, but to be overcomers of things and situations. And yeah, I know you're all sitting there thinking, what was it, what was it? <laughs> okay, um, somebody falsely, falsely accused me of something this week. You might think it was a small thing, and it, it probably was a small thing. It was totally wrong, totally false. But it was something that the enemy used to try and really get to me because I'm thinking, that is so wrong, that is so false, and it kind of comes against you as a person and your integrity. I mean, God has vindicated me over it in the meantime, but it was something that I had to overcome rather than be overcome by. And I know that we can all relate to that. It might be just something someone said or something someone did or did not do and it can really challenge us. And so I want to talk about um, being an overcomer. Um, overcomers, you usually hear these incredible testimonies and stories about people who do these amazing things or go through these challenging health situations and they just press on and keep going. People with the Lord and even people who don't have the Lord, they just have this willpower or resilience and they can just power through things. And they are overcomers. Of course, you know, having the Lord is the best way to overcome situations. But there's many things, uh, stories that you hear about people overcoming bad marriages or bad childhoods or you know, poverty in their past or really difficult situations. And uh, these are big things. These are big things to overcome. And sometimes we are overcome by them. But I want to look into the Word of God tonight. Um, sometimes there's ongoing challenges in people's lives and they are going through uh, big things. Big things that they have been overcome by. Big things like addictions. Big things like needing attention or needing approval all the time. Um, fear and anxiety. People are overcome by these things with bad habits, you know, addictions, like I said, bad habits like laziness, bad habits like entertaining bad thoughts all the time or negative thoughts. Sometimes we need to overcome bad attitudes, you know, being racist, not liking a certain group of people for sometimes no reason at all. Or sometimes one person from a certain ethnic group or some race of people that one person can upset you and then you just kind of blanketly disapprove of everyone. And so we can have these really bad attitudes that need to be overcome. 
Some people need to overcome attitudes of superiority. Like I'm better than you, smarter than you, richer than you, and always will be. You know, people need to overcome these attitudes. Some people, and a lot of people think sometimes this current generation, are ungrateful. You know, there's an ungratefulness or an ingratitude or people being critical. There's all kinds of things that people are overcome by, but they need to overcome these things. Okay, so I want to go to the Word of God and look at some situations. The first one was a um, passage of scripture I was actually reading the other day, and so I want to go to that. And it's the story about when Moses um, sent 12 spies into the Promised Land. They'd come through the, um, they'd come through the wilderness. They were at the border. It was like an 11-day journey, and they're about to cross into the Promised Land, into Canaan, that God had promised them. And He said, "It's good. It's a good place, and I've given it to you already." All they had to do was appropriate it. So at the edge here, they're waiting to cross over, and he, Moses said, "Okay, I'm going to send some spies in. Check it out. Just check it out." And then they come back. These 12 came back. Okay? So the Lord spoke to Moses and he said, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. So he's not just sending 12 random guys. He's sending leaders of the tribes. Okay? These people are in leadership. So he's sending them in to check out the land that they're about to inherit. And God's saying, I'm giving it to you. It's a gift. It's a gift. And so they go there on a 40-day trip. They were told to bring back some of the fruit. The fruit was so amazing, they had to carry it on their shoulders. Okay. And they get back and they said this. We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. It's like, wow, it's a pretty good place. Nevertheless, there's that word again, but. <laughs> Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. So they saw the descendants of giants in that land. So they said, look, it's really good. The land is good, but the people are strong, the cities are big, and we saw giants. Okay? So that's what they reason. But Caleb, Caleb quieted the people. Caleb and Joshua, two of the, the overcomers um, in this group. Joshua and Caleb were there, and Caleb quieted the people who were complaining and saying, we should have stayed back where we were. He quieted the people before Moses. He said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. So they were overcome by fear. They were overcome by thinking, we're going to be defeated in this. We can't do it. Okay? But Joshua and Caleb the only two who out of the 12 believed that they could do it. They said, no, no, we can do it. We can overcome any obstacle that's there. We can do it. We can. Can, la, can. But then the other 10, it says, they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Again, they said, 
all the people who we saw in it are men of great stature. So they are reiterating, they're repeating. Then we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. So these ten were overcome by what they saw. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. They saw themselves as small, insignificant, that the giants could squash. What do you do with grasshoppers? You squash them usually, like caterpillars in your plants, you squash them. <laughs> so they said, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. That's how they saw themselves, okay? And so they were overcome with fear. When you see yourself as small and insignificant, and you see everyone else is big and successful, you'll be like a grasshopper, okay? They will squash you. So we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. They don't even know that they saw them. They were spies. The others didn't even see them. But they said, we were small in our own sight, and we were small in their sight. They presumed. When you presume things wrongly, because you're gripped by fear or doubt or unbelief, then you will be overcome by fear. You will be overcome by anxiety and you will be paralyzed, okay? What happened? Because of these guys, an 11 day journey became a 40 day round trip in the, in the wilderness, okay? So when you are overcome by something, you need to be very careful because it can just keep you bound for a long time. These people were bound for a long time. And it says when they saw, when they saw the giants, when they, they saw the goodness of the land that God was giving them, but they chose not to see that as much as they saw the giants. They saw the problems, okay? Or the supposed problems. They didn't see the goodness that God was gonna give them. They didn't think about, oh, well, God will protect us if he said he'll bring us in. What they saw. See, the eye gate, the eye gate is very important, okay? Let's go back to another situation of seeing, okay? In Genesis 3, it all started back here. The original place where seeing caused a problem. It says, the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. God said, don't eat of that tree or you'll die. You'll be spiritually separated. You'll physically die. And the devil comes in the form of a serpent. He says, no, no, that's not going to happen. You're not going to die. You'll surely not die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So he's saying, God's holding out on you. He's holding something back. Of course, the Lord had given them everything that was perfect. They were in perfection. They were experiencing perfection. And yet they wanted more. They wanted more. He said, God knows that you will be like him. You will be like God. Okay? So what happened? When the woman saw, there's that eye gate again. When she saw that the tree was good for food, is pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, 
She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Now he should have stopped her from the get-go. Okay, so they both fell into sin right here. They were both overcome. They were both overcome. They didn't overcome the temptation. They didn't overcome the weakness that they were feeling at that time. They didn't overcome the curiosity that was there. They didn't overcome the disobedience. And bam, they fell. You know, he was the original, the enemy. He's the original scammer. He's the original scammer. This scammer's everywhere right now, but he's the original scammer. Scammer is someone who will try and take something from you. Your money, your identity, your security. That's exactly what he took. He took their identity. He took their security. He took their future from them. He was the original scammer. Okay? So, instead of them overcoming, they were overcome. They were overcome. You know, there's plenty of people that you can read about in the Bible who are overcome, who should have been overcomers. You think about Samson and King David, they were overcome by lust. You know, the enemy knows our weaknesses and he will use those things to make us be overcome by them and to fall. Elijah, what about Elijah? You know, sometimes we get overcome by feelings. Instead of overcoming them, we get overcome by them. Now, Elijah's just had an incredible victory uh, against um, Jezebel and all these false prophets and all these amazing, miraculous things have happened. And yet, she has threatened his life, and so he's on the run. It says, he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came and sat down under a broom tree. Now, it's not a tree that grows brooms, okay? It's a broom tree, whatever that is. And he prayed that he might die. And he said, it's enough. Like, I've had enough. I'm over it. Now, Lord, take my life, for I'm no better than my father's. He's struggling here. He's struggling. He's in the wilderness. He feels alone. He feels like a failure. He feels like he's had enough. He is overcome by feelings. He's like suicidal. He said, I want to die. He's feeling suicidal. I just want to die. I've had enough. Okay, he's depressed and he feels alone. And of course, then an angel comes twice, gives him, mirac gives him food. He goes on a 40-day journey. He ends up again hiding in a cave. He's just hiding out. You know, that's what we do sometimes. It's like we're in a cave and we're hiding out because we just want to be alone, we feel alone, we're overcome by all these negative feelings. And then he says this in verse 10. He says it to God. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. And then again, four verses later. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. He's like, man, poor me. I'm over it, Lord, please. And then the Lord speaks and he says, yet I have reserved 7,000. You're not the only prophet, Elijah. I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, 
and every mouth that has not kissed him, in other words, they are not worshipping Baal, they are not false worshippers, they are believers, they are true worshippers, just like you. But his feelings, he was overcome by his feelings, he felt isolated, he felt alone, he felt I'm in this struggle all by myself. And God's like, no you're not, I am with you and there's plenty others like you. And then the word of the Lord came to him about what he was to do next. But after this, he was never the same again. This was like the end of his ministry, the end of his great ministry. So he was overcome. He was an overcomer, but then he became overcome because of his feelings. Sometimes we can be overcomers, but then we can be overcome by something. It just triggers something in us, or it just... We've just like him, we've had enough, okay? But then there's those who just push through, push through, push through, no matter what, because they truly are overcomers. I think last week we talked about Job. Job's one of my favourite guys in the Bible. And, uh, you know, when he was falsely accused and his friends came against him, despite all the criticism, despite all the accusations, Job continued to believe God. I love this verse in Job 19. He says, I know, I know that my Redeemer lives. He shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. How my heart yearns within me. So all the physical pain and suffering he's gone through, he's lost all his children, he's lost all his property, he's, got one, he's just got his wife and his friends, like we talked about last week, who are saying, give up, give up, give up, what have you done? Nothing but negativity. Here, he's still able to say, I know, I believe God, I know he's alive. And you know what, no matter what happens to me, I'm gonna be with him, I'm gonna see him, Oh, wow, what a day it's going to be. You know, that's an overcomer. That are the they are the words, truly, of an overcomer. Because he said, I know. When you know the Lord, you know no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, no matter what, okay? You know, throughout, that's, that's all in the Old Testament. When we get to the New Testament, I mean, you've got... You've got the ultimate overcomer, Jesus. You know, he overcame the power of sin. He overcame death. He overcame false accusations constantly. He overcame everything, the ultimate overcomer. And then throughout the New Testament, you've got Paul and the apostles. You know, the things that they went through, the things that they overcame, it's just amazing. You know, sometimes we complain about this or that, but. You know, the things that Paul went through, you know, the shipwrecks, the beatings, the imprisonment, the starving, all, all kinds of uh, things that he went through, they overcame because they knew the Redeemer, the Rescuer, the Restorer was with them. You know, when you look at these things, you go, oh, well, you know, is it all about achieving goals? Is it about achieving goals or is it just about trusting in God? Being an overcomer is not about doing things, 
It's about believing, ongoing faith, continuing faith in the Lord. And that's what it says in 1 John chapter 5. It says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. You know, one of the greatest things we have to overcome is this world, the system, the attitudes, the belief systems of this world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. Not our great achievements, not all the things that we have done, but our faith. That's what overcomes. Who is he that overcomes? So what is it that overcomes? Our faith. Who is the overcomer? Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You know, sometimes we don't think that we are great overcomers. Sometimes we don't think we've got great faith. But all you need is a mustard seed. All you need is a mustard seed of faith. It says this is a victory, our faith. And who are the ones who overcome? The believers. The ones who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That Jesus is the Son of God. You know, what does overcome mean anyway? We've been talking about it. What does it mean? Overcome means to get the victory or carry off the victory. It comes from a Greek word called Nike. Nike. You know those shoes, Nike? Yeah. It comes from that word, which means to get the victory or to carry off the victory. Which means, if you talk about victory, you're talking about battles. You're talking about struggles. And you know what? Being an overcomer is sometimes very difficult. We are in a battle. This world is not a playground. It's actually a battleground. It's not a playground. That's what the world thinks. Oh, we're a playground. No, they're not. It's a battleground for believers. And we are called to overcome by our faith in the Lord. You know, sometimes we are called to overcome by standing, by standing strong. Stand still and see the salvation of your God. Sometimes we have to be active. We have to resist. In James chapter 4, it says, resist the devil and he will flee. Alright? Like today, yeah? Yeah, like today, yes. Amen. Resist him, actively resist him, and he will flee, okay? Whatever you need to do, submit to God, praise the Lord, speak, whatever you've got to do, resist him and he will flee. Lift up the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And we need to know that, you know, the Holy Spirit is our helper in all these things. He will help us. He will give us the wisdom and the strategies of what to do to be an overcomer. For you to overcome things you're going through may be different from what I need to do. God will give us the strategies through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he gives us the comfort the comfort, okay? Here's a few verses I got just out of Romans chapter 8, okay? This will help you be more of an overcomer. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God. That's why it's important to know the word, to read the word, get it into you. All things work together for good to those who love God. Verse 31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, 
who can be against us. So God is working things together for our God, for our good. God is for us, so really, who can be against us? And then in this verse 37, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So he's working for us, he's with us, he loves us, and we are more than conquerors. That's what the word of God says. It's not about what we feel about ourselves. It's what does God's word say about you and what does it say about me? I am more than a conqueror. I am more than an overcomer. Okay, we're not average, we're above average because of the Lord, because of the Lord. Amen? Amen. And the last verse that I want to go to is here in Psalm 119. Before we go to that, okay, let's get some simple keys here. How to be an overcomer or more than an overcomer. Number one, through our faith. Okay? Through our faith. Build your faith. Build your faith through reading the word. Build your faith through coming to church. Build your faith by being around people of faith. Alright? So build your faith and make a choice to trust God. Doesn't matter what I see. I might see a giant, but you know what? I trust God. I might see many giants, but I choose to trust God. He said he's given me this land. I choose to trust him. He will deal with the giants. We must choose to trust God and believe that he is good. The second thing is to pray. So faith and trust, pray. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, pray that you don't enter temptation. Pray that you don't be overcome by your feelings. Don't be overcome by your fears. Okay? Faith prayer and the word of God Psalm 119:10 With my whole heart I have sought you Oh let me not wander from your commandments Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you It's so important to have the word of God in us it will direct us and correct us and keep us on track so that we don't wander out of that place of blessing. He says, with my whole heart I've sought you. I'm committed. I'm committed. Overcomers are committed. Okay? You will not be overcome if you're committed to the Lord. He said, let me not wander from your commandments. If you wander from the things of God, you wander in your commitment to the word you wander in your commitment to prayer you wander in your commitment to attending the house of the lord there will be consequences there will be when you wander you get lost but your word i've hidden in my heart so i won't sin against you when we sin against the lord even when we do simple little things you know you grieve the holy spirit it paralyzes you sometimes. It blocks you with your connection from the Lord. You must overcome these things. We must overcome these things by having the Word of God in our hearts because it will correct us. His voice will speak to us. That still small voice, the Word of God, will correct us, lead us and guide us so we are not overcome. 
but we are more than overcomers. Faith, prayer, and God's word in our heart. It's very simple. We are more than overcomers with Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, we hide it in our hearts, Lord. We remember the stories of these people, Lord, of Joshua and Caleb, who said we can because they were overcomers. Lord, we remember um, the stories of um, people like Samson and Elijah and even King David who were overcome by various weaknesses and situations. And then, Lord, we remember Job and Paul and Jesus. We remember all the awesome things that you stood against and overcame. Lord, we don't have to be champions. We just have to be believers. That's all. Just to believe in you. Just to trust in you. That's what makes us more than overcomers. We didn't have to do these great exploits. We don't have to do these amazing things and achieve all these goals. Lord, just to have that ongoing trust in you. Help us, Lord, not to waver. Help us to be strong in you and the power of your mind. You said we are more than overcomers. We are more than conquerors through Jesus who loves us. Help us to walk in that every day of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Okay, have an awesome week, everyone. Say hi to someone. If anyone needs a prayer. Huh? If you don't mind, can I help you?